Welcome to the Redeeming Vision Podcast, where we bring sight to the blind and freedom to those enslaved by our pornified culture. Here, we dive into hard but important topics, such as pornography, sexual identity, true freedom, real love, and living marriage well. Go deep with us as we uncover what Redeemed Vision means for each of us living in the world today. Come to know yourself, the power of redemption through Jesus Christ, the joy of laughter, and how to live in gratitude and wonder. This is Redeemed Vision. Welcome to Redeemed Vision Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Picorni. It's an honor to have you here for another edition of fantastic guests coming. But before we get into that, um, just a reminder that if you're looking for a way to live out your Catholic faith the full, then you want to check out Catholic Casts. There's a, there's a collection of over two decades of Catholic conferences. You can't find them anywhere else online, including one of the world's, I would say, the world's largest collection of Theology of the Body-related conferences and talks. Um, you're definitely going to be enriched. Uh, there's a very low cost of $9.95 per month, and it's going to help you to develop the gift of yourself and also how to live practical ways of living out the, the will of God in your life. So if you visit catholiccast.com, that's one C in the middle, catholiccast.com, you can get started today. The Redeem Vision podcast is a, an outreach of Freedom Coaching, freedom-coaching.net, where we are working to help break both men and women free from the shackles of pornography, the pornified culture, unchaste behavior to reclaim themselves. And I encourage you to check out freedom-coaching.net. We are more than happy to, to help serve you to live in genuine freedom. And then also one other aspect that's a uh, an outflowing of this, uh, this work is called Redeemed Healing. It's about once a month we get together and there's no cost to this where we pray with you. And so we especially are focused on, it's not only limited to this, but it's focused especially on identity uh, identity challenges and any of the sexual brokenness that we have received, especially coming in the pornified culture. So the next one coming up is gonna be, I think it's May 9th, it's a Wednesday. Um, and what I would encourage you to do it's either May 9th or May 10th. I think it's May 9th, um, starting at 6.45 p.m. Central. Um, and what I encourage you to do is to drop us a line so we can get you on our newsletter list, our email list. Um, so you'll be uh, alerted to that so you can sign up. We do ask people to sign up because there's a limited amount of space because we get people in to pray with us and for you and with you. So it's a very powerful experience. And we've seen some beautiful transformations that have happened just from that time there. Um, the other thing also, this uh, podcast is made possible by a lot of our donors allowing us to use our time. Um, and uh, while we still are able to pro provide for our family. So the Freedom Coaching Foundation Incorporated is our 50 is a nonprofit um, entity that allows us to utilize these funds to be able to support, especially um, clients who would not be able to be clients uh, because of financial need. And so uh, we uh, we ask you if you if put God puts on your heart to support us to please become a donor of ours so we can reach many many more people with the genuine news that freedom is real, that everything is redeemable and nothing is wasted. And also, no, and wherever you are watching or listening to this podcast, please like, click the bell if it's an option, subscribe and share this. Please get the word out to five people you know, share it today 
so we can get the word out about these very important topics. Now, since uh, we last were together, uh, one of the things I had the opportunity to do was to attend a retreat actually as part of a leadership team. And it was with a group called the Kingsmen. Um, his name is Mark Hauck. You might be familiar with him. He was um, he was arrested by the FBI. He's been cleared of those charges. What was he arrested for was for being pro-life. And Mark's been in the realm of helping men uh, with with healing and transformation. And one of these retreats is the Samson retreat. It was a healing retreat for men going deep, especially in a lot of the brokenness that, that men have. Um, the men experience. And this was actually here in San Antonio, right in the San Antonio area um, at a beautiful retreat facility known as Santos Ranch. There's another, uh, those are two other organizations to support. We got to see beautiful things happen. And in the apex of the event, which I'm not going to share with you what that is, you'll have to go to it to experience it. God gave me the gift of of laughter, of joy, this ridiculous joy. And this is the joy that God wants to have. And, and again, in this in this space and time where I was at, was just the revelation of the Father, how much he really, really loves us. So um, if you are struggling, if you're looking for help and healing uh, or needing help and needing healing, check out the King's Men, check out especially Samson. There's one for women called Judith. Typically these happen in New Jersey, but they're looking to expand them. I know that the one of their other programs is known as Into the Wild. That's happening in Idaho coming uh, soon, I think in June. So uh, check out all the work they're doing at the King's Men. Um, you will not regret it. But enough about that. I want to turn our attention to a very important guest of uh, a man who I'm, I'm quickly becoming good friends with. His name is Jerry Jacobs Jr. Okay, I want to call him JJJ. I don't know if he'll go for that. We'll find out. Um, and uh, he's the founder of Catholic Alpha, Catholic Alpha um, not Beta, Catholic Alpha, where he helps men move from wuss to warrior. He's a, a life and marriage coach. Um, who offers radical relationship advice. And I'll give you a hint, radical does not mean leftist, okay? Radical is something different. Radical advice and uh, relationship advice to men struggling to accept their God-given roles in society and family. And I think this is really important because there's a narrative going on in our world that marriage has been riddled, riddled with lies and deceit that basically says, if life gets hard, cut your losses. And Jerry's got something very different to teach here. So it's no wonder why so many people right now are finding their marriages in crisis. So his marriage coach, uh, coaching approach is uh, it unflinchingly addresses the elephant in the room. And here's what the elephant is. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge him on this, but go, go deeper. Uh, it's not all about love. This is interesting. His program teaches men to reconnect with their marital mission in order to emotionally connect with their wife or their fiance. So again, if you are engaged, this is also for you. So it's he's far from perfect. Thank God he's in the right room. Uh, Jerry's own spiritual battle forced him to reconcile with faith, with death, and responsibility very early on. But here's the beautiful thing, turnabout. This is redemption. He's been happily married to his wife, Mary, uh, Mary Kathleen, for 21 years, and they have five beautiful children. I encourage you to check out Jerry and his work of Catholic Alpha at catholicalpha.com. Come without any further ado, Jerry Jacobs Jr. or JJJ. Welcome. What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I get you, <laughs> so, uh, Jerry. You have uh, you're you're kind of boring and low key. So if you can get a little more energy here for this interview, at least I'd appreciate it. Okay, All right, man, I, I, I'll, I'll chill out. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, 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 no. We want the energy. The energy is good. Um, yeah, Jerry. Those who aren't aren't aware, who have never never experienced Jerry. Jerry, um, I don't. I think you have only one speed, and it's full on. Um, so that's what's going to happen here. So I want to start out our talk today, our, our discussion today, right? With this, I what the heck is Catholic Alpha? Well, why this name? What inspired you to start CatholicAlpha.com? Two two reasons. Um, the first reason was my wife, um, when my first wife, who was a native Native American, and um we were married and for like 16 years, and uh she we were in divorce court because I was dumb, didn't know nothing about it back, you know, back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were in divorce court and I was uh uh, we were in divorce, Corey Gray get married, and then she contracted leukemia oh and then died. And oh so my. I had to have my, so I left me with two boys and I had to, I didn't have a mother for them. Um, and so that was the first wake up that, man, something was wrong. Um, and so then I married my second wife, uh, Mary Kathleen. We've been married for, like you said, 21 years. And, uh, we started having the same problems in my first as my first marriage. I was like, okay, something wrong with this dude. Uh, there's only one common denominator. It's you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, 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 I can't make nobody happy. <laughs> you know? So I started realizing I'm not trying to lose my family a second time. I'm not trying to lose. I decided to make my stand like right now. And that's, that's kind of what happened. I decided to make my stand right now. I'm not going out getting another woman. I'm going to figure out what I got to do to keep my wife happy and to keep my family together. Um, and so that's when I really started getting the Catholic Alpha, uh, Alpha. But the main, main reason, because that is the secondary reason I started. That came after hmm. I started Catholic Alpha for my boys. Because hmm. I thought, okay, once I started getting in the faith in the Catholic Church and my, you know, the love of my life, I started thinking, okay, dude, you know all you learn all this stuff. So what happens to you if you if you go? What happens to your sons? What mm-hmm. happens? Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I guess I got to get out and do something. Mm-hmm. So that's when I got I was really pissed because mm-hmm. I started seeing that like, okay, there's no men out here, and at the time, you know, my father was not a believer, mm-hmm. so he he used to. He, I would say my father was agnostic. Mm-hmm. You know, um, which means you know what that means. Nothing. Basically. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, and so I was deep into the church, into Christ, Christ Church, is what you always hear me say. Mm-hmm. Christ Church. I make sure I tell everybody that. You know, the Catholic Church, and um, so I started getting into that, and I started learning all this stuff, and I started thinking, Oh my God, what am I? What's going to happen to my boys if something happens to me? Which yeah. that's a very real in this day and age, mm-hmm. that's a very real possibility, man. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Um, so then that's when I started Catholic Alpha. And um then this the mar- I said, the marriage thing kind of came about mm-hmm. when I started analyzing my marriages and stuff, and so I kind of put them together, and then I started realizing that man, marriage is the center of the universe, is the core of the universe, man. And um and I started thinking if I can change, if I can get men to change themselves, mm-hmm. then what will happen is we'll change the world. 
Mm, okay, so you're taking, all right, let me let me butt in here a little bit here. So this is really important. And again, I, I never knew about your first wife. And, and uh, obviously, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, obviously, many, many years ago, but the amount of pain that comes from there. And, th- and that's one of the things that I believe. And one of the, one of the things that we're, we're constantly are preaching here, it's usually from a person's pain, usually from a place of, of great discomfort. If they will lean into that, there can be some such great growth that can help many other people. And I want to thank you for leaning in on that. And one of the things that you you talk about here, obviously, and this is one of your what the, the subtitle of Catholic Alpha is moving from wuss to warrior. So actually, th- this is interesting because usually I assume, so I assume there's there there's there was or I'm not going to say is I'm going to beat up, but was a wuss growing up at some point so how, take us back so, grow up here show, show us wussy jerry what was what was well, that well it, it's not it doesn't really mean that so okay okay so catholic alpha yeah the reason i call it catholic alpha is not yeah. because i'm this alpha dude like that i'm a, my wife <laughs> kind of says i am but and my kids but the reason i say I call it catholic alpha is because i realized that men were wusses in their family what means what they just like let their kids disrespect them and their kids do whatever they want they just kind of like lay back they go to work come home and just sit in their house they really don't do nothing they play video games all the time they do stuff like they really don't really they're really not present in their families really and most guys think oh i am present no you ain't man you really ain't but we won't go there yet um but um but but the, the thing about it is is you 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 can be uh, uh, laid back at your job. You can be non-participatory mm-hmm. in society, in church, if you want. But in your home, God commands that you be an alpha, which means mm-hmm. what? You got to make things happen. You got to take care of business. You got to you got to make sure everything's organized. You work with your wife to get things going. You and her can't be sitting around not communicating and loving each other and stuff. Just let go being having a boring day at marriage and just let things go by day to day. Y'all stop mm-hmm. talking to each other. You know, you just kind of let well, I'm just, you know, introverts are really good at this too. You like they don't talk and stuff. So then what happens, you know, then you look up one day and your wife says, Well, hey man, uh me and the kids, we in New Mexico. And we ain't coming home. Wow. That's what happened to me like three or four times. And I'm telling wow. you, and I'm telling you, dude, it will happen. And I hear guys tell me all the time, oh, yeah, man, uh, I just didn't know this was coming. You knew it was coming. You just chose to ignore it. Mm. Um, yeah. And so that's why I call it Catholic Alpha, because you cannot be a, a – uh, you have to be a man of God in your home. And that takes an alpha man to know that, listen, I have to do something. I have to take charge, be a man of action. Wuss to warriors, basically that. My program, when you come to me, most men are wusses. What does that mean? You're not worthy of God, that wife, and those beautiful kids that God has given you. You don't really understand why. You don't really, really, you really didn't care. You just know right now I'm in all this pain, and how do I get rid of it? And so what I teach men how to do is how to get confidence again and get their, their love and respect back of their of God, of their wife, and of their kids, because that is really the only measure of a man, dude. Don't get it twisted. Your relationship with God, the love and respect to your wife, and how your children view you. Most guys get all screwed up and put things in, in the wrong priority. And then what happens is they look up. Yeah, this one guy to get to me all the time. Well, man, I can't join your program, man, because I got to pay my bills. I got to get my credit right. You got to get your credit right. Dude, your wife is gone. Your kids are gone. 
your house is in chaos, mm. you're miserable, your wife's miserable, and you're talking about paying your car payment? That makes no sense. People, guys, we, we get this thing. We don't look at relationships right. We look at we look at relationships like it's it's a it's a it's a voluntary thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't conquer the woman now, so I can go basically I can solve all these other problems before I put God in the mix and buy wife. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. your wife starts to think, what the heck am I here for? I'm a car payment. I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the, the car pump. The water wow. pumps broke down, so you're gonna go fix the water pump and take instead of taking care of your time with me. And we can go into that later, but that's kind of how I look at it, man. It's like men look at marriage, they don't look at it right. They really don't. And then when their wife and their kids are gone or she asks for a divorce or separation or, or what's, what's, the, what's the one you hear all the time? I need space. I need space. Dude, that, then all of a sudden we want to get in, in, in warrior mode and trying to fix everything in five seconds. Yeah. It don't work like that. Yeah, no, no, you're right. And I think the, t- the two words that are, are screaming in my ears when you're talking right now is intentionality and hierarchy. And especially, and, and this, there's some overlap here with freedom coaching and teaching teaching clients how to be intentional. I mean, most, a lot of guys, we've been taught to be passive. We've taught to let the world into our inner sanctum, right? Come into our castle, mess with us, and we're just going to let it be. I mean, this is the programming we've received from, you know, places like the Simpsons and Homer Simpson or um, various, various other, other locale that teach that to be a Christian is just to be a, to be a wuss, like to sit on the sidelines that we're just, we're here to lose, right? Well, that's not, that's not true. Right. We're called the wind for Christ and we got to be focused on that. So it's being intentional about the life that we have here. And Jerry, I love the fact that you're doing this. Another piece here is that of hierarchy. Right. And, and hierarchy in a reality means sacred order where it's it, and absolutely right. God, wife, children and everybody else. If, if you're married, if you have this vocation, this is what we're called to be here. Right. And obviously marriage has gotten some bad marriage and men have gotten a bad rap in at least the last 60 years. Well, we'll if we have to go back um, and th- that short amount of time. Right. And one of the things I think that, you know, people are talking about in recent years has been that of toxic max- masculinity. And just the fact of Catholic alpha is probably going to trigger some people and I'm okay with that. So let's trigger <laughs> them on. Right. So, so, but, but I think we need to be triggered in the right ways about truth. Right. So, you know, and, and I think that the term toxic, toxic, toxic masculinity, right. Um, where have you seen that come up in the, in the people that you're working with in the, in the guys you're working with, how has that impacted them? And how would you even begin that conversation to direct them? You know, maybe you got to look at this a different way. So the way you got to look at it, like in order to be a warrior, You've got to enter the spiritual battle daily for your wife mm. and your children, mainly for your wife in marriage, though. And people are like, why do you leave the kids out? Well, I leave the kids out because if it's right with your kids, it ain't right with God and your wife. Something ain't working right there. So but if you get it right with God and your wife, what will happen is the kids will come along. Mm. And a lot of people don't really realize that people get on my nerves taking kids and putting kids above God and their husband. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, you disappeared. Um, they're go- I'm right here. I'm right here. You're good. You're on oh. solo. You're on solo layout. Welcome, welcome to, welcome to it, brother. Keep going. <laughs> and so, um, so you know, putting God above 
uh, God uh, putting their kids above God or their husband or their wife, that relationship. And then they start to realize over time, over years, that the husband, he ain't getting the big, he ain't getting the big piece of chicken no more. You know what that mm -hmm. means? What? That means I'm not getting the respect. You putting everybody above me. So the husband starts resenting. But men have to learn that you got to enter spiritual warrior, spiritual warfare every day. Mm -hmm. I call it the spiritual battle. I call it prayer warfare. And if you don't, what will happen is Satan will walk right past you, walk upstairs with your wife and kid and get in the bed with them while you mm -hmm. out being distracted. Um, and so that's that's what I wanted to say on that. And then also a lot of people, they don't like I've had. Well, not really a lot of pushback, but, you know, sometimes the name of my stuff, people don't really they they. Every, let's, I get a little pushback every now and then, but the thing about it is, the, my wife taught me the first response to truth is anger. Hmm. And so, if like you, like wait, you, wait, say that one more time. What was that? My wife taught me that the first response to truth is anger. Hmm. And so people start getting uncomfortable. That's why priests and stuff and pastors don't teach the truth, the word of God, hmm. because people start getting uncomfortable. It's not that they're uncomfortable; that they get mad. And comfortable too is part of it. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is people stop giving the truth. And when people, somebody, if somebody really loves you, they'll tell you the truth. Now it's it's empathetically and support it and support. Okay. Yeah, but it has to be because if you want them to listen, they ain't gonna listen anyway. But if it ain't <laughs> empathetic, they really ain't gonna listen. Correct. You know? But that being said, the, the I, I really can't, I've learned in the faith, the Catholic faith that. Like, I'm an Orthodox Catholic. I don't say traditional Catholic. I'm an Orthodox Catholic, which means I'm trying to be my best to be obedient to God the best I can. I don't water down stuff. I don't play around, you know. And if something I don't know, if somebody could teach me something about the faith, I didn't know it. That's cool. I try to adopt it. But for the most part, what I realized is ain't nobody never right about everything in the Catholic faith. Mm -hmm. The point of it is it's too, just too vast to know everything. So what I've learned is I'm going to go and proceed. I'm a, I'm a different kind of Catholic. The North people, you know, I'm not EWTN. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not. I can't play like that. I can't play roles like that. Um, I have to speak to people. I try to bring the faith down to to the working man's thing because what happens is people they can find things complicated sometimes, man. And and they in that kind of way talk about love and mercy all the time. Love and mercy, love and mercy, love and mercy. Me and I, we're not trying to hear that. And so that's kind of where I am. Well, no, I, I let's 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 put this here, right? To to not speak the truth in charity is is a very grave danger, right? Yep. I think this is why, especially, and, and Jerry just talk, staying staying focused on the issue of marriage itself. I think this is why people have been struggling so much is because they haven't been told the truth about marriage. We're clueless, and and as and as the word says, right? If um, my people chronicles, right? I think it's twenty nine eleven. My people perish because of lack of knowledge. Right. And if they know the truth, if you know the truth and you're so united to the truth, the truth will set you free, free not to do what you want, but to do what is required of us, which ultimately will fulfill us, which will ultimately, if maybe it's heaven totally, but but also of service to our wife and our children. Right. And I absolutely agree with you as well. That battle, the spiritual battle, is really important. And we talked about before we got on camera. Right? You you've been having issues with their camera, things being messed up, right? Um, and I and I said to you, right, if you're not experiencing these kind of things, then um, then something's wrong, right? If it's and we always say it's if it's if there aren't technological uh, problems, it's not freedom coaching, right? So same <laughs> thing, right? It's just it just is, right? Computer starts freaking out, computer shuts down, 
Um, so, so within this here, right, like take a good hard look. There's a message to all of the guys who are, are listening to this and women, right? If you're not experiencing some sort of pushback, right? Issues, problems, right? If your life is on easy street, then maybe you're not taking ground. Maybe you're not going into enemy territory here, right? We're called to do that. We're called, we're part of the church militant to do this, right? Critically important on that to pay attention there. So with all this said here, Jerry, um, your, your approach to marriage, right? From what I've seen, our little that we've talked has been, you know, when, when a marriage goes bad or it's or starting to get ugly, right? I don't know if going bad is the correct word, but we'll use it anyway, right? Um, that the, it's the husband who needs to fix himself first and then the wife's going to fix her, right? Talk to me more about that. Okay. So in the Garden of Eden, God said, Adam, you name, you name this stuff, you know? So when you name something, that means you're what? You're responsible for it. So right off the bat, in Genesis, God is saying, look, man, because Eve wasn't even around yet. So the first thing I try to get guys to do is to get over it in the marriage, you are responsible for everything. You're responsible for the diapers, the dishes, the kids. You're responsible for the happiness of your wife. That's another misnomer that everybody tries to tell you. You ain't responsible. You know, you're. You, I'm not responsible for making you happy. That's not. That ain't what I'm talking about. That ain't what God's talking about. You're responsible for everything. The success. You're responsible for that marriage, and everything in your house. Okay. So what happens is, men, we don't really ever understand our mission. And, and, and so if we don't understand our mission, we can't, we can't do anything. So what happens is in this culture, what has happened is we have listened to Satan and say, well, man, when she fix herself, I'll fix myself. When she mm -hmm. does this, I'll do that. Well, it ain't set up like that. Nope. God didn't set it up like that. If it was set up, because Eve wasn't even around. Eve, Eve ain't got time to do your job and her job, man. She got the kids. She got to nurture the kids, man. She hang out hanging with the kids and she's got to nurture you. That's her job to nurture you and nurture those kids to be the heart of your home. And if all every time your wife is doing something and you get mad at her and calling her names and, and raising your voice and getting all upset with her, she's gonna start thinking you don't love her no more. So she's gonna mm -hmm. check out on you. And so what people don't understand is we as men, like I told you with my with, with Catholic Alpha, is like I decided there was two, there was two, only one. Um there was only one uh, thing in the, that, that was common denominator in my two marriages, and that was me. Mm -hmm. So that was the first thing to get me to say, man, you got to look at yourself. Every, every, the reason, one of the main reasons my marriage is so strong is that when things go wrong or something happens, I look in the mirror and say, man, what could I could have did to make that better? That serves me really well. That way I don't go off on my kids. I don't go off on my wife. I'm not tripping. I'm not getting mad. I'm not getting resentful. First thing I'm asking myself is, what did I do wrong? How could I could have done better? You know, and a lot of guys don't do that. So another thing, too, one of your missions of a man, we can go into the minute if you want to. The third mission of a man is to serve. Hmm. So which means what? You serve God first, your wife in marriage second, your kids self third, and your dirty butt last. <laughs> If you do it in any other way, any other way, your wife will not follow you. You will not get the grace from God because that's basically selfishness. I try to tell men, listen, from this day forward, and you minister this podcast, from this day forward, you never, ever, ever 
think about your wants, your desires, and your needs before God, then your wife, and then your kids. Mm. That's the key. And it's hard for guys to do that because we've been taught that today. We've been taught, yep. think about myself, whatever makes me happy. Well, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask every man this. How can you truly be happy as a man, fulfilled and satisfied, when God and your wife and your children are miserable? Mm. Yeah. Can yeah. you really? Are we are we aware of that our our wives really are part of our flesh? The two shall become one flesh. Are we aware of that? Right. We're we're told so much that it's about a self esteem culture that as long as I feel good, then everything is right in the world. Well, there's gonna be times in life for maybe maybe decades you're not gonna feel good. Right? Yeah. But, yeah. but take a take a look at the cross. Right here we go. Let me actually. I, I'm gonna. I forgot to put me back on the the screen here. Right. This is your mission here, gentlemen. That's right it. There. That's, That's your mission it. right there. Your mission. Actually, actually, true story, Jerry. I, I mentioned about the retreat we went on recently. Um, on the way there, talking to everybody. Uh, no, no, two of the guys in the car. Uh, I was picking guys up from the airport. Uh, two of them were single, and I basically said, "If you guys get married, the meaning of your life is to die." You are to die, 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 die. That's just what it is. And sometimes it's a death to self, right? Which is um, which is a gut check at the door. And I think what you expressed, Jerry, with and then I give you props here. Don't let this get to your head, right? Was you gave a you had a little bit of humility here, recognizing you know taking a step back, taking a look at where your life was in both marriage, and realize like I'm the common denominator of the problem. Right, I've got to do this, and you're expressing what what's been known. Uh, you know, we qualified for you know many years as extreme ownership. I'm taking ownership of myself. I'm taking lock and stock of what I am, and and what needs to be done here. And 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 also the thing you're talking about, right, which is completely contradictory for a lot of people, is I like to draw from I, it's Gary Smalley's book, which I'm I'm totally blanking on the 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 title of the book, but he said this. The, the subtitle is maybe the purpose of your marriage is not to make you happy but to make you holy. And to be holy is to be authentically who you are, set aside for God, set apart for God, right? Which is good, right? So um, this is good. This is very, very good, Jerry. And I, I, there's, there's a phrase you use that I want I want you to elaborate on. It's this notion of the wife's exit strategy. What is that? What's that all about? So it has to do with what we've been talking about. Mm. Okay, so you said at the beginning of the program, you said, um, you know, like, what are the clues? You kind of said it like this, like, what, are, like, what, how do you know your wife is unhappy and how do you know when there's problems and blah, blah, blah? Can you kind of insinuate it with that, right? And that's a great mm -hmm. question. Here's how you know what the wife's exit strategy is. First, the wife's exit strategy is when the emotional, when your wife senses the emotional connection leaving in your marriage, she will need validation of your love for her still. Because remember, mm. your wife didn't sign up to have all these kids. She didn't sign up to wash dishes and take out the trash, go to work to eight, 12 hours a day and be your partner and have bad sex. She didn't sign up for that. She really didn't. You know what she signed up for? Your love, your devotion. For you to make her feel like she's probably number one in your life every day but see what do we do as soon as we conquer our wife we've been married for six months to a year or longer we break our promise don't we we break our yeah. promise to them well i gotta go to work i i can't really hang out with you today this guy told me the other day yesterday well i i gotta i work 16 hours a day and i really ain't got time to hang out you know be with 
do your uh, the do your program, Jerry, because you know I said because he's I got to work sixteen hours a day, and so I'm so tired when I get home. I said so I'm gonna tell you so I'm I'm let me try to help you, brother. I said so you basically my program is your wife right now. Mm. You are in marriage crisis. My 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 program is your wife. So you gotta you gotta caress my program. You gotta love it. You gotta hold it. You gotta make it feel good. You know why? Because if your wife, if I wasn't here and your wife is right there, what that's what you're gonna tell your wife? That's what you've been telling your wife for 10 years now. And that's why she's gone. If you if a man can't bear down and fix his marriage and do the work it takes to fix his, just like the pornography thing. Your marriage is in crisis. Your wife's gone. She asked for a divorce and she don't want to see you no more. And you're telling me I work 16 hours a day. I'm so too tired to do anything. Is mm -hmm. that what you, so how you if your wife say your wife does come back? How are you gonna spend time with her and build an emotional connection with her and get her to know that you love her? I'll help you. You can't. And so the wife's exit strategy, what happens is the first man, you're not gonna believe me, but this is the truth. Tell me the first way that you know that your marriage is in trouble and i don't mean i don't mean little in trouble i mean in big trouble is your wife is nagging you mm. why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing this we should be doing it like that where are you going when you're gonna come home why are you eating the food like that why are you putting the chicken in your mouth like that why can't you get the car washed why can't you cut the grass you know what you know what that means that means your wife is sensing that the emotional connection is gone is leaving and she's trying to get validation of your love for her still. Because she signed up for your love. Women put that above God, man. You don't, you know, it's the most important thing in their life. Because if they don't have an emotional connection, remember they're nurturers, right? So if they don't have that, they're thinking, huh, what am I here for? Where's this marriage going? What are we doing, man? Mr. Husband, what are we doing? And so that's the first clue. Mm -hmm. The second clue. The next thing is if the emotional connection doesn't come back or things don't get better, what will happen is she will um, she will uh, move to another bedroom, ask you to move out, or she will get another man. Hmm. Clockwork. Clockwork. But see, most guys don't listen at the nagging stage. They think, I got time. No, you ain't got time. Your time's up. When she's nagging you, your time is almost is up. It's getting up. But guess what? So I'm not, okay, I'm cool. You know, I'm cool. I ain't going to listen to that one either. I ain't going to listen to that one either. So then what will happen is if things don't get better, if your wife doesn't see your marriage going anywhere, if the emotional connection is not coming back, if you as a man don't change and fix yourself, why? Because that's how God set it up. It's in her instincts to wait for you to get yourself together. That's another thing mm -hmm. guys don't really realize. Your wife and children are waiting for you to get it together. They, 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 to them, they got together. <laughs> they, yo, most dudes, when they get, when their wife is nagging them or their wife is, is leaving and things like that, man, their wife is thinking, you know, look, I did all I can do, man. I didn't try to get you to act right for six months now, a year, five mm. years, 20 years. So the next part of the wife's exit strategy is if they don't get together, she will ask for a separation. Mm. She will, uh, ask for divorce. Then, if they'll get better, then she'll move. She will be in another apartment, leave, and all of that. 
Then she will file for divorce, file for divorce. And of course, in every state, there's no fault divorce. So guess what? She's going to get it. And plus, every Catholic church, every archdiocese in the in the world mm -hmm. requires, especially in the United States, requires you to get a divorce decree before you can get what? Yep. Uh, before no. you can get the annulment, so, apply for it. Yeah. So the uh, for divorce, but the problem is this: the in the eyes of when you get divorced, in the eyes of the state, your marriage is over. But in the eyes of God, your marriage is not. Correct. So that's why you need an annulment. And so then your wife will file. She'll push it and go for the annulment. She'll get it. And then your marriage is all purposes over in the eyes of God and over in the eyes of the state. Your marriage is over. Gentlemen, this is your future. If you don't get together, if you start, if you take your wife. And what happens to most guys is, what starts the exit strategy is, we start taking our wife for granted and we stop appreciating her. Yep. And that's those two things will get you get nagged. Okay, let me let me let's let's bring this in. Let's let's go let's go practical. Okay, so I let's imagine I find myself my wife is nagging all the time, right? So what is what's one or two simple things a guy can do to begin to reverse that course? Okay. So I'm great going to something that that is going to be hard for people to understand. Mm -hmm. Another like women. Like you want to be fulfilled as a man and satisfied as a man, women is is just is is worse. It's worse. They need to be fulfilled. <laughs> they need to be fulfilled as a woman and satisfied as a woman, mm. and they need because they're emotional. See, guys, we're more logical, so we can we can deal with it longer. We can deal with it. Women can't. You know, if I'm not, I can't make myself love you anymore. That's their thing, right? I can't make mm. me. You know, and so what you got to understand is. When women are um, unfulfilled, unsatisfied as a woman, that's because their sex life is bad. Hmm. They're not getting fulfilled in their sex life. And the other thing is their husband's not praying for them. Hmm. So you need grace from God. And you, most people don't understand that. You pray in the spiritual battle daily because your marriage, you, you need that grace from God to help your wife stay happy, to help you keep your house in order then the reason i have to teach you every man that comes in my program i have to teach them what intimacy is about what why it's important to women intimacy for women is 10 times more important for them than it is a man why because of what's called inhibitions women cannot take pain like men can take pain men are built for pain women ain't because of the emotional thing the nurturing thing so when in their life, when things start to happen to them, they don't get rid of it. That's why your wife would say, 20 years ago, you look at that girl for like 10 seconds and you and, and you disrespected me. You go, that was 20 years ago. What are you talking about? That's how you know what I'm saying is true. Women don't get over stuff because they can't. It's an emotional thing for them. So one of the things is this. If a woman inhibitions, it's called baggage, pain. I call it pain, inhibitions. But the thing about it is, is the more sex partners a woman has, it damages her. It damages mm -hmm. her psychologically, it damages her emotionally, and it damages her spiritually. If a woman has had an abortion, if she's had a miscarriage, if a parent has died, a kid has died, or whatever, mm -hmm. or she's had a failed marriage, that's why you don't marry a divorced woman, because she's damaged. And she, does, she doesn't know how to separate that stuff now you go with jerry when we first got married everything was cool of course it was you know why because when she married you she's like he's gonna take all this pain away 
He's gonna say he's here. He's gonna make me happy. He's gonna be the love of my life. He's gonna make me part of number one. And then guess what? We start neglecting them. And then all that baggage comes in. So the only way for a man to get rid of that is through prayer, suffering, and sacrifice like Christ. But the other way is for men to prolong the sex session with their wife more than 20 minutes because it takes women 20 minutes just to get warmed up to receive you as a man. Now, I know I'm going right. to crazy stuff. But well, I know I'm going I'm, I'm I'm to interject here. I'm going to interject. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Uh -huh. two, two points here. Okay. One, um, I can hear the, I can feel the, uh, the hair on the back of, of a woman's neck. I can hear it rising right now. On, uh, on, on the first point, then I'll make a second point, then please respond. Number one is women can't take pain, pain as much as men. Well, A, what about childbirth, Jerry? That would be the first thing there. So I'll have you respond in a second. Second mm -hmm. is what if you have a woman who literally has no libido? I know of women who literally do not have an interest. They've lost interest. They, it, the libido is gone. It's just not there. What, so what are your responses on those two? The first thing is... Um... So when I say pain, I mean emotional, sure. spiritual, psychological pain, sure. psyche pain. I don't mean like, of course they can, of course they can take physical. Well, we can, we can take physical pain too. They a lot, but women can take physical pain too. I mean emotional. I guess I should have made that psychological okay. more of a thing. That clarification. Okay. okay. Now the other thing about libido, all that is is women are frigid. So frigidity means that she has some inhibition to the sexual thing because she's damaged. She's so something's happened in her life where, like all the things I said, you got to remember, most people are disordered when it comes to sex. They are. Mm -hmm. They they'll do all this lustful stuff and do all throughout their life and think that they're they, they're gonna get married and their sex life is gonna be great. Well, guess what? The lust runs out. Mm -hmm. The lust runs out. This is why one of the main things I do is I say, listen, man, you got to bring God in your bedroom. Stop talking that mess about Amen. keep God in my bedroom. Because when you keep God in your bedroom, the intimacy leaves, Jesus Christ leaves, the Trinity mm -hmm. leaves, and death Satan comes in. And then you wonder why after six months or a year or two years, you don't want to have sex with your wife no more. Or more important, you won't have sex with you. Now, the libido thing. The libido is that's that's a myth. That's that don't mean nothing. Men, this is what I'm saying. Men don't really understand their power as men. The reason women get crazy about um, their libido goals is like, like men, men, women in menopause and things like that. Women, you have to prolong. When, when you make love to your wife, it's important that you prolong the sex session. Understand what that means. First of all, there are, I call it the six phases of, of mm. the fulfillment of your wife and sexually. Okay. Why? Because for women, sex is psychological, spiritual, and emotional. So if you know that, then you it makes sense that I cannot lose control when I'm making love to my wife when it takes her 20 minutes just to her body to warm up of her to be ready to be ready to to love me and be one flesh with me. If I if I if I lose control in five minutes or 15 minutes, she's like, OK, well, that's fun. That was that wasn't fun. That's cool. Uh, we'll just whatever you want to make love again. Let me know. But until then, I'm out of here, <laughs> you know. Because women, you have to realize, you have to realize that women, it takes them a long time. And so, of course, women think that they are, they have libido problems when they really don't. They have a mm. sexual length of the section problem. The sex, mm. the sex session is not lasting long enough for them to get into it, to have deep and fulfilled. Now, 
I'm going to say peaks because people get weird when you start talking about orgasms to saying orgasms too much. So when I say peaks, that's what I mean. So Jerry so, did not say the word orgasm. People. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. So, yeah, so we're clear on this. Uh, on my website, I said because that's what it's. But when I get on people's shows, I talk different. I tell you a little different. But women, they need peaks. So peaks. What happens is that the more peaks that they have, the more bonded and more loving they feel, and that gets rid. That makes that brings on their sacred self, mm. and so they start to realize not through your mouth, through you as a man that you truly love her. And what does that mean? But in order to have a sex session for an hour or two hours or three hours or whatever. What does that mean? You have to give of yourself as a man. You have to sacrifice. You have to deny your wants, your desires, and your needs in order to fulfill and get your wife out of that libido problem or out of that frigidity problem. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as frigidity and libido problem. It's a problem of the sex session is not lasting long enough for your particular wife to lose herself in you and her and you this is why I, you hear me talk about as a man as a husband you must learn your wife's mysteries you must make love to her outside the bedroom so that first of all if you make love outside the bedroom with her with holding hands and deep conversations and um and and and, and sitting next to her and and doing all these romantic things that show you truly love her then you get her into the you get her wanting to be more intimate with you and then that carries over into the bedroom and that helps you out now i'm gonna stop right there unless you want something else no this is no this is this is this is good it's uh it, it is certainly a challenge because the message especially in the porn the pornified culture we live in is serve yourself serve your own libido serve your own own place here which mar and marriage is we we're making it clear here is not a 50 50 proposition i do this you do this it's not a transactional thing it's not a contractional thing it's a covenant covenantal where i give all of myself you give all of yourself to me right but it's also in recognizing where is my spouse at right so Let's take the issue. I mean, like if, if 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 one of our, you know, for whatever reason, those wounds of sexuality, which go very, very deep, right? There may require going deep into some individual counseling. Having I got to work through some of, this, some of this trauma stuff. It doesn't just go away. It can fester, and this is what can inhibit a lot of the intimacy there. So, and but but again, um, certainly a very interesting perspective. So I think of any of the guys, you know, you're looking for more intimacy in the bedroom. That's certain there are techniques and things like that to, to work on, but it's also you gotta take a good hard look at self. How am I loving my wife or not loving my wife outside of the bedroom? Critically, critically important here, right? So so in here, right? Um as we're getting getting close to the end of this section, so I'm gonna I wanna I wanna bring up uh, two other two other thoughts here. Number one, right, why would you say, right? Because we talk a lot about this on the Redeemed Vision podcast. Why are so many men of all ages, you know, why, why are they plagued by the sexual health problems? You know, you got, you got ED, erectile dysfunction, you got depression, there's premature ejaculation, there's masturbation, pornography, all these things. We're being very, very real on, here on the podcast, right? So what, what, what would you say about this? Okay. First of all, we must understand as men, I call it sexual health for men. The reason why I cover sexual health for men because we all have kids, we all have grandkids, we have a wife, and we want to be around for them. Hmm. And I just talked to one of my clients today, and we were talking about this very thing because he's he's at that point in the program. Hmm. Um, and you've, we've got to understand that erectile dysfunction can be stopped, 
premature ejaculation can be stopped. But what guys do is they don't want to change, just like with their marriage. They don't want to change nothing. Mm-hmm. We want everything to be, you know, fixed in five minutes, and that don't work like that. So basically, 99.9999% of the time, the reason you have erectile dysfunction and the reason you have erectile uh, premature ejaculation is because what you're putting through your pie hole. <laughs> and whether that carbohydrates, sugar, mm-hmm over-the-counter medications, prescription mm-hmm. medications, and you're not drinking enough water to get the cleanse your, soft, you cleanse your body out, and you're not fasting. Mm. And so the more toxicity that you have in your body, which is what I just said, you know, all those things I just said, then what happens is the more sensitive you are when you make love. The reason you have ED, people have ED, is for the same thing. They start having all these, uh, you know, they have to take all these medications and stuff, People think that being people think that being sick is bad luck. Snow, <laughs> first of all, that is not right. We're sick because of what we do to ourselves. But most people don't know how to eat right, and if they do know how to eat right, it's wrong. Uh, and doctors, they're really not going to tell you. You know why? Because hmm, I need that medication money. I need you to take that medication. Yeah. You know, um, the billion dollar industry of carbohydrates, of potato chips and donuts. And they're big not going to tell you. They're not going to tell you either. You know why? Because, hey, I got to get my my I got to get my guy make those sales. But you know what? I don't blame them. I don't blame potato chip companies. You know why? Because I'm a grown man mm-hmm. and I know that I'm not supposed to be eating carbohydrates and sugar every day. I know that. But what do I do? I do it anyway. And so what mm-hmm. does that do? If you uh, let me tell you this, if you eat carbohydrates and sugar every day. It's not a matter of time. It's not a, it's not a, if you're going to get sick. It's when it's, you know, you are going to get sick. Mm-hmm. You are going to get sick. You are going to die a painful death, and it will hurt, and you're going to lose your grandchildren and your kids and all of that. Why do you think kids get, why do you think kids get cancer? Kids don't get cancer because of bad luck. Kids get cancer because they ain't eating right. But nobody will, t- nobody will change it. So when it comes to, so the, the lesson here is if you, when I say premature ejaculation, it means this. Number one, the the the, the te- even with the even with the church, the technical definition of premature ejaculation is hedonism is when you are your husband making love to your wife and you do not allow her to have her peak, and mm-hmm. so that's selfishness. That's selfishness. So that's why in the church that's very bad because women start to be what. That's why some of the reason they don't take uh, they they don't take birth control because women start to feel like what like a utensil a knife a fork a spoon mm-hmm. so that's why your a wife doesn't want to make love to her husband that's why women don't approach their husband to make love because they ain't having a good time think about it if every time mm-hmm. you ate your stomach hurt real bad how much would you be eating every day you wouldn't right. eat so if you're a woman and your your husband wants to make love but he's he won't. I'm not having a good time, and every time we make love, it's about him. Then what'll happen is she ain't gonna want to make love no more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the other thing is, um, um, sexual. Uh, we're talking about oh, premature ejaculation. Um, the other thing about premature ejaculation, you gotta understand. If what was the question? I forgot on something. Um, <laughs> so you were talking about all the these issues of sexual health problems, right? And, um, and again, uh, for all those who are hearing, no, I didn't know exactly we'd go in this deep into premature ejaculation. <laughs> but you never know what you're going to get on the Redeem Vision podcast. So make sure you like, subscribe, and share. It. So there you go. 
Well, the reason you, the main thing you got to understand about every time the flush of people's ejaculation, man, is because it, it, it hurts your marriage. It, sex is the second most important thing in your marriage behind prayer. You know why? Because of the closeness thing for women. It's sex is all about God and your wife. It ain't about you. Please, gentlemen, if I can get every man to understand that, they would understand that. But then, but then, oh, definition. And then the uh, so that's the the technical definition that a man loses control before his wife has had one orgasm. Okay. The real definition of those who know how to make love, who are world-class lovers for the benefit of God and their wife, they realize that premature ejaculation is when a man loses control before his wife has had all the peaks that she needs for that sex session, mm. which could be five or 10 or 20 or 25 or whatever. And it's important. That is really where premature ejaculation is because remember what I said for women, sex is psychological, emotional, and, and um, spiritual. So this is why they need this. They need this so that they can feel that my man, my husband loves me more than anything in this world. And she just doesn't feel it in her intellect. She feels it through her soul. Mm -hmm. This is why a man, um, uh, in order for a man to know the true mysteries of his wife, he must understand how to be a world-class lover to make love to her for the benefit of God, his wife, his children, and his marriage. So as we're hearing here, uh, Jerry doesn't pull punches. Jerry doesn't, uh, Jerry doesn't uh, beat around the bush, uh, no pun intended, and doesn't, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't mess around because these issues are important for marriage. And I love the fact, especially, you know, uh, marital intercourse is not everything for marriage, but it is important. It is, right? Because it's one of the things that, that, that is unified the, the husband and wife together, but God must be front and center uh, in that marriage. So well, I want to close this section with this this question here, Jerry. Right? Obviously, you know, here sharing sharing here uh, about about your the philosophy and, and work with with clients. Um, you know, uh, going into these very important issues in very frank manner uh, that is important. What else would you say sets Catholic Catholic Alpha apart from other marriage programs you've seen out there? Well. I guess you're asking me to toot my horn a little bit. It's hard. That's hard for me to do, but I'm going to try. Um, the thing that sets that I've been told by a lot of men, a lot of men don't want to pay the price. And I'm sure you go through the same thing. They don't want to pay the price of what it costs to when you're in marriage crisis. People think men think, well, I just, you know, well, he going to get charge me this little bit of fee and I'm going to help him get through all the crap that he and his wife have created over the past 50 years. Mm -hmm. Dude, do you know how much work it is to get a, a couple out of marriage crisis where she doesn't want to, she wants to stay with you, doesn't want to leave. She wants to come back and make a go of your marriage and love mm -hmm. you and be with you. Mm -hmm. That is a lot of work. And mm -hmm. so the difference between me and what I see is I come from the Catholic faith. And what that means is I have a lot of Protestants in my program too. So, you know, Methodist, Jehovah's Witness, and all those kind, those kind. And But what I do is I don't pull punches like, listen, you come to me for what works. 
my job is to give you the best chance to get your wife back. And the Catholic faith is it. Now, I'm not trying to convert you to the Catholic faith. That's between you and the Holy Spirit. But what I am going to teach you is that you got to get your butt to church every Sunday. Preferably, you go to a Catholic church and go to adoration. You need to pray some rosaries. You need to pray some spiritual warfare prayers. You need to do this kind of stuff and pray some divine mercy chaplets. And you need to do some stuff that's going to show the Holy Spirit that you are serious about what you're trying to do. And then we attack your wife through communication. You got to learn how to communicate with her. So every time she says something, you don't get all pissed off and frustrated and same mm. with her. Then you got to learn what a real man's about, what your mission as a man is, what God has asked you. Then you got to learn, then you got to learn intimacy, what that means through the eyes of God and how to be the man that she needs you to be. Then you got to learn about all these different things, the smaller things, like how to get your, you know, when you have soldiers or people that are on your side that don't want the divorce, but they want to, they want you to help them, you know, they, they will help you. And so all of these, we attack your wife in all these different things to get her to see that maybe you, and then the whole time while we're attacking your wife in a, in, in a, um, in a circular order, attacking her from all different places, we're fighting against Satan. And then what we're doing is we're getting you to realize that you got to fix you so that your mm. wife sees that you're that not that same guy anymore because no woman wants to come after she didn't left, wants to come back to the same dude that she left. That's mm. not change. And so that's what we do. And 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 listen, a lot of you'll tell you, oh, we'll we'll get we'll fix your marriage in a month, or we'll fix your marriage in three months or whatever. I don't play that. What I tell you is this: I give you the best chance to get your wife back. If you don't quit, you're gonna get your wife back. But if you lose mm. heart and you don't do what I say, you're not gonna get her back. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful, brother. It's beautiful. So if you are especially uh, needing a tune-up or maybe even more, you know, there's total flat tires on that car. Jer get into Jerry's uh, mechanic shop because he's going to he's gonna help fix it here, right? Um, and, and this is what he does. So um, Jerry, I want to thank you for, uh, for this section of our time and our discussion. And I want to turn our discussion over to something we call the 12, okay? And uh, I, I warned you beforehand, um, this is going to be different. Um, don't overthink it. He's shaking his head. He's you not didn't sure. warn me. Oh. <laughs> you just said, well, we're going to do something different, Jerry. I was like, okay. Well, well, okay. I'm not going to quote your <laughs> wife, but I will say, you know, maybe you just weren't listening to me. Maybe you didn't hear me. All right. So here we go. Jerry, these are 12 questions. Op offer, don't, don't overthink them. Kind of top of your head. Are you ready for the 12? Yes, sir. Good. Number one, peanut butter, creamy or crunchy? Oh, creamy. Okay. Number two, if you could be any Star Wars character, who would you be? None of them. N none of them. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. I'll say Lando Calrissian because he was cool. <laughs> he is cool. I need <laughs> some uh, Colt 45. Um, that's what I need. Um, number three, what is your desert island food? Oh, I'm an oyster guy all the way. Oyster. So you're going very literal on this. I I'll take that. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Number four, beer or wine? Uh, I'll, just, I'll say wine. Okay. Follow up. What kind of wine? Okay. I go back to beer. 
Guinness. <laughs> All right. Guinness. Oh, Carrie. <laughs> Carrie, we need to meet. This is very important to I me. I should have said beer first, but I used to drink wine a lot. But then lately, oh, I have a lot of Irish friends, and we still, okay. they started, you know, so I, I, I like the Guinness thing. Uh, there's nothing else. I don't think there's any other alcohol, any other beer. Excuse me. You know, there's only Guinness, and then there's I don't know. I don't know what you call it. So, uh, number five. What is the most memorable Christmas gift you received growing up? Oh man, Nintendo. Uh, the first uh, uh, Nintendo. Nin oh, 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 awesome! What was your favorite game on that? The well back then it was only one or two one on it two. So I like the 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 tennis thing where it hit the block, it hit the oh, wall. Long. Yeah, it long. hit the, the two bars and then they would hit it and wait, go. Wait, back. wait, hold on, wait, wait. Wasn't That's that a, it wasn't an Atari? It might be Atari. I think it's Atari. Okay, thank you. All right, all right. Because Mario's Nintendo, I think it's Atari. Pong, yeah, yeah, Pong's yeah. a classic. Yeah, yeah. Pong's yeah. a classic. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you on that. Okay, totally. Um, I think you had to turn do you have to turn the dial? Do you have to turn the dial? Is that what it was? Or was it Atari the joystick? I can't remember. I think remember. I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. See how much we play video games, folks. Yes, it's over. I'll do those it. days are over. That's it. Um, <laughs> number six. What is your bucket list city or country? Oh man. Uh, really, I just I've been a lot of places in the world because I was in the Air Force and stuff. But I really want to take my wife to Rome because she's never been and she uh, won't and she hasn't really been a lot of places. Okay. And um, but I want to take her to to Rome because if I can surprise her, that's where I would do. But our okay. our favorite thing together though is cruises. Hmm. Very cool. So I used to live in Rome. So if you ever decide to go, let me know. I'll give you some tips on it. But uh, and and uh, as a reverse, I've never been on a cruise. So one day. It will happen. Oh, so they're fun yeah. from what I hear. You yeah. just eat way too much food, apparently. So yeah. that's what yeah. I hear. It's yeah. true. All right. Um, so not I don't know if there's any cruises for those who are on diets. I don't think that, that exists there. Anyway, that's a side note. Um <laughs> weight watcher cruise. I don't think that exists. All right. Number seven. <laughs> if there's a market though, there's probably a market for it anyway. So yeah. Just, they feed everybody food, they give everybody uh, you know, um bad popcorn and then uh, nobody eats anything. Right, Jerry? Sorry, Jerry just had, oh, had food. Had food that's wrong. Things, so. that's You're wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number seven. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Ooh. Man, to go to go from my house to church and just teleport. Cause man, I I I don't have no wow. I feel like I don't have no time. And so if I could just go from, you know, and be back back when I need to, so I could keep working. <laughs> teleportation. So wait, wait, is it, so is it teleportation or is it, um, is it mo like I'm able to uh, be in two places at once? Uh, I would, uh, Ooh, I guess it's kind of mm. the same, but I, I, I think it was different, but uh -huh. you know, I don't want to get greedy. So I just take the teleportation. I okay, put tell too much on God like that. I, I look. I just want. I just want to try. Try. I, I just want to be in three places at once. I'm right. not asking for the moon. Just three. Okay, not omnipresent. Just three. Okay. All right. Yep. Um, Jerry, have you ever seen The Chosen? Man, everybody keeps telling about that show, and I have not seen it. Okay, Jerry, you have a date night with your wife. Get on it. Okay, sunshine. You're welcome. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll come back and talk about that later on. All right. Number nine. You seen Nefarious? 
I have not yet. You like it? It's, you got to go. <sighs> I just, all my, I told my clients, and one of my clients went today, him and his wife, they couldn't believe how good it was. I'm, I ain't going to tell you about it. I'm just telling you it's very Catholic and you're going to love it. It's, it's like okay. me. It's Catholic like me. It's so mm -hmm. different that you're going to be loving it. You're going to love it, man. See, I got a little nervous hearing this. Uh, what? Uh, there's a little, um, a little Glenn Beck in there. Uh, the, his character. Um, uh, oh, Glenn Beck is great in it. Is he really? Is yes. he crazy in it? No, it's just an interview. Oh, is it really? I thought I okay. won't tell you. Okay. He's, he's, right. he's just being Glenn Beck. He's interviewing somebody. That's fair it. enough. It's not. Yeah. Okay. He's not acting in it or not. All right, then I need to check it out. I'll, Please, and then let me know because you're gonna be like I Jerry. I can't believe it. That was good. That's gonna be the probably the best movie you've seen in a while. I uh, I may receive that, so I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. There we go. Although although the Mario Brothers movie was a totally clean family fun, I do recommend it. It's worth all the penny there. Going just a thought. If you like Nintendo, so think about that. Okay, um, number nine. Besides your name and name and date, what do you want written on your tombstone? Mm. Pause. He, you know, some, you know, just like some, you know, he, a man who sac, who, who sacrificed his life for God, his wife, mm -hmm. and his children. Mm, something beautiful. like that. That's just that's something like that. You know, that's really awesome. all I want. Or Jerry, something like that, Jacobs Jr. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10. If you had to pick only one, you got only one here, your favorite saint, who would it be? Oh, dude. Uh, I'm, I I got four of them, but I'm going to give you the one. Uh -huh. uh, I'm going to have to go with St. John the Baptist. I mean, St. John the Baptist, man. Mm. You he lost know why? his head. You want to know why? Come. I mean, it's obvious. I mean, because he died for marriage, baby. Amen. And he, Amen. he, 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 he you know, he put his he put his life out there on the line for God. He and he's a martyr too, so it's like, yeah. boom, you know. Put his so money where his mouth is. Right, right. And he knew he was gonna get. He probably knew he was gonna die. You know, saints always know they're gonna die. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, that's good. I'll receive that. Um, all right, Mar here on this point, you mentioned martyrdom. Number eleven. If you had to be martyred, how do you want to go out? You know, man, I, I, I'm a that one. I just hope that I would have the courage as a man, the fortitude to be able to die for God when the time came. So I don't have a specific way. It's just I just want to have the courage because you know we can sit here all day. You know, we, uh, you know, you know, I'll die for God, and I want to, and, and, and but I just pray that if the time ever comes that I have the courage to uphold what Christ would want me to do as a man. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or another way to put it, given the context of our conversation, marriage, I'm going to be married. That's how I'm going to be. I'm gonna there go you out. go. <laughs> well, that's how you're supposed to do it anyway. Your wife is supposed to chisel you. Amen. You chisel her. She chisels you. And it hurts, man. It hurts. But it let, hurts. It, let it hurt. Let yeah. it hurt. Hurt so good. So mm -hmm. um, number 12, Jerry, why be Catholic? Cause it's the bomb. <laughs> That's why. That's why it's the bomb, dude. You listen. You you start getting to the faith, man. That's why lukewarm Catholics. I can't understand them. If you just start 
just learning a little bit and really take responsibility a little bit, man. God will give you all that you need and want. The Holy Spirit will infect you, dude. You will see it. You be Catholic because it's it's the way for you to be the man that God called you to be, that your wife needs, that your children, it will, it will, you, you want to be a man of respect, get into your faith, man, become a man of God, a Christian soldier, a, a man of courage, true man. That's how, that's what it's about, baby. <laughs> that's what it's about. <laughs> amen. Amen. If you want to be a real man, be like this man. This is represented, right? That's this it. is where you authentically come to life, right? Well said, <laughs> Jerry. Jacob Jr., it's been an honor to have you on the Redeemed Vision podcast. This certainly won't be our last conversation. No, nah, um, we had too much fun. We do. We do. So an honor of blessings on the work that you're doing. I know that you and I, we've been having this conversation on your podcast. So I encourage all of you. Uh, you and Jerry, what actually, that's that's the last final question this whole thing. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you, be aware of the work you're doing, uh, drop you a line? What, what do you say? So... The way I am, I don't force any man to save his marriage. And if you can't understand that, then you got more problems than I can help you with or Steve can help you with. <laughs> but all joking aside, you know, if you, I love what I do. I'm very passionate. And I know I talk direct, man, but I, I, I learned a lot about coaching a long time ago. I have a lot of empathy and sympathy for a situation. Why? Because I was there. So I understand. Um, but look, if you're in marriage crisis, man, your wife has asked for a divorce. You you haven't made love in a month. Um, you uh, your wife uh, wants a separation. You have enough. She has she's having an affair. You know that's marriage crisis. Um, are you in a mediocre, boring marriage with no fire or passion? Then if you won't, after listening to this podcast, if we didn't help you enough, then go to SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. Mm save my catholic marriage.com and you can watch the master class and if that if that that'll help you some more and if you want more help after that a little button will pop up and you can schedule an appointment to speak with it uh with me uh, and i can we can go further and decide analyze your marriage and help you try to get out of this man this is great. This is great. Jerry um thank you for the work you do for the kingdom. It's really really important. Um Thanks, man. so Blessings abundantly on you, your marriage, your children, and all the work you do. And for uh, for myself at the at the Redeem Vision podcast, I'm Steve Picorni. Uh, may everything we do give glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Remember, nothing is wasted; everything is redeemable. So let God redeem you. God bless you. Until next time. The Redeemed Vision Podcast is an outreach of Freedom Coaching. To learn more, check out freedom-coaching.net and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and MeWe.